As a way of entering into the discussion, I want you to imagine yourself walking down a portrait gallery. And if you've been in some of the great museums in the world, like in D.C. or in various places in Europe, you've perhaps had this physical experience of being in a, in a long hall with a series of portraits on either side. And as you move down the hall, you encounter each one in its own right. And I want to do that as a way of helping us to uh, encounter here at the beginning some of the wide variety of Jesuses that you might meet uh, on TV and various programs like the Dis- on, on channels like Discovery or the History Channel uh, by surfing the internet and perhaps most uh, mostly by just walking through bookstores and perusing the shelves. And so I'm going to start with a couple of portraits that you're probably familiar with, ones that have garnered a lot of media attention in the last 10 or so years. The first one is not an academic work, it's a work of fiction, but it's spent several years on the bestseller list and sold ultimately more than 40 million copies. And so it certainly made a major splash and caused a lot of cultural conversation. And that was the Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown, which came out in 2003. Now, in the midst of, again, a, a fictional adventure novel that involved murder and intrigue and a whole bunch of other things, there was a secret unveiled in the middle of the novel, a secret that, uh, despite the fact that it's in a fiction book, was, was believed to be genuinely true, true by many. What that secret at the middle of the novel was, was that Jesus, uh, the, the Jewish Messiah from 2,000 years ago, was actually not really a divine figure. But instead, the real Jesus had been hidden from us. And that real Jesus was really a human teacher who happened to be married to Mary Magdalene, who had some children. And those children, ultimately, as the novel moves on, you discover were the ancestors to the Merovingian kings of France. And then the, the secret continued by saying, well, the reason we ultimately ended up with a divine Jesus was a massive cover up. I had a conspiracy theory that centered around Constantine, the Roman emperor in the fourth century, and some of the officials of the Roman church, the Vatican, who were essentially out for a power grab in the fourth century. And so they covered up the real historical Jesus. Uh, They buried the gospels that spoke of him in those terms, and they replaced them with the gospels that we have in the New Testament. Now, None of this is historically accurate, despite the fact that some of the things Dan Brown said around the publication of the novel indicated that he believed it was uh, historically accurate. But none of them them have any backing in historical sources. Uh, We have no evidence, whether from the canonical Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, or from the number of other ancient Gospels that survive. We have no evidence from any of those sources that Jesus was married or had children. Likewise, Christians didn't suddenly believe that Jesus was a divine figure in the 4th century. Uh, It's not part of some new movement that's engineered by Constantine and the leaders in the Roman church. But instead, our oldest evidence for Jesus that goes back to the year 49 or 50 CE uh, uh, speaks of Jesus already in the most exalted, the most divine terms, using divine language and imagery from the Hebrew scriptures to talk about him. And I could go on and on, but the important thing is that when you uh, look at this first portrait that is ve- has been very popular in the past few years coming out of this best-selling work, you encounter uh, a Jesus that isn't like the Jesus we encountered in the Gospels, but instead one who's been hidden or covered up, and the book is seeking to uncover. That same kind of dynamic uh, is, is operative in a very popular book from much more recently. In 2013, um, the modern scholar of Islam, uh, Reza Aslan, published a book called Zealot, 
which made a big media splash, primarily because he was part of what was really just an embarrassing uh, interview conducted by a certain news channel. And that um, the, the conflict of that interview propelled a fairly large PR storm and a lot of media attention. And the book ultimately sold a lot of copies. But it has the same basic dynamic as the Da Vinci Code. It argues that the Jesus that we encounter in the four Gospels in the New Testament isn't the real historical Jesus, but instead that real historical Jesus was covered up. And the book Zealot is attempting to paint another portrait in our portrait gallery, this time not of a harmless teacher who had to have some, happened to have some famous offspring, but instead in Zealot, Jesus is presented as a violent political revolutionary whose goal is to overthrow the Roman government in Jerusalem and set up uh, himself as the political king of the state of Israel. 